Hello, everyone, and welcome to For the Birds podcast, where we talk hot people and hot topics. I'm McKinley, half of your hosting duo, joined weekly with Gaia Orr. Thanks for listening to our previous episode and coming back for more. Our podcast is part of the Misquotes Podcasting Network. Also, be sure to check out Misquotes, a movie podcast, of which Gaia and I are both featured on. Happening now is Tarantino Tuesdays, The Whole Bloody Affair, where the host Rico and I go through the legendary director's films chronologically. We talk about what we love most about him, his homages, and his styles for the next several weeks, so be sure to follow along. Thanks again for listening, and we hope you enjoy the shows. This is McKinley, part of the Miss Coats Podcasting Network. What's a voice warm up? I don't know. <laughs> You're recording. It's great. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> All right, listen, sis. This is for the Birds Podcast. I'm McKinley. I'm Gaia. All right, Gaia, what's new? Oh, my goodness. I've had a pretty nice week for the most part. That's good. Um, I think not necessarily the high point, but the most like. I don't know, something I can talk about for sure, is that I got my first chiropractic adjustment. I was terrified. Why were you scared? I don't know, because my neck hurts. And I told him that, and he was like, you know, he's going to crack my fucking neck, and so my worst Yeah, have fear... you seen those videos like where they're like pull, like stretching people apart? Like on, It looks like... Hell no. It's fucking But amazing. he took a video of me, because um, it was free, because I work at a yoga studio a couple days a week, and... He's like renting out space in one of our like small rooms to do. Um, So you were just at work. Yeah. Fucking deal. Yep. I was just at work. He adjusted like every girl that worked that day. A little creepy. (laughs) Uh, No men. (laughs) He also looks like he's 15. So I was terrified. But then I watched my friend do it. And she survived. (laughs) (laughs) Most people do. (laughs) So he moved. The bed into the other, like, into a more photogenic area and, like, gave me my adjustment. And he's like, I'll give you an adjustment if I can record it since it's your first one. Yeah. And, oh, he, like, pulled my neck out of my body. Isn't it crazy how you're, like, sore after? It's like getting a massage. I don't know if you were sore, but, like, after... I've only gotten a chiropractor adjustment, like, a couple of times. But every time after, like, I could, like... It feels like... I just, like, worked my neck out or worked my back yeah. out. Like, I feel sore. It's because it's, like, you're holding all that tension. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, even when you get a massage, like, once you release it, you have, like, it's toxins. So I'm, yeah. I'm assuming it's, like, toxins being released. But Yeah, he straight up told me to hydrate, and I drank wine. So. <laughs> Wait, you said he looked 15. He looked 15. He's not cute. So not cute. <laughs> he was, like, give me a hug. <laughs> Ew! Creepy men. I can't <laughs> Men are gross. I'm they not here for it. Really are. I'm like, okay, it's for your Cis recording. Men. You want to look like all like, it's a yoga studio. So he's like, I want to look all like holistic and like spiritual and whatever. And I was like, all right, you just gave me a free adjustment. I'll do what you say, but also gross. And um, yeah, I think the main thing that's making my neck hurt is that my wisdom teeth are like fully grown in, and they're pushing all your other teeth together. They're pushing. The pressure in my head is ridiculous. It's been going on for months, but um, I'm not trying to pay like two grand to get my wisdom teeth out right Fuck now. That. So even just... if even with insurance, 
Just, it's like two grand. I'm putting it off. Listen, um, I was gonna talk about like hot doctors, but we could just go to the fact that like my dentist is pretty pretty like he's got like wait, eight kids. I need a dentist. <laughs> <laughs> he's like forty fucking minutes away. It's way too far. But well, that's I don't know. He's like option too because Garrett's family yeah. dentist is like forty minutes away too. And I love my dentist. Like other than the fact that he's actually like really cool and like all of his hygienists are like very gentle and like they talk to you the entire time and they they talk to you and don't ask you fucking questions because like your fingers are in your mouth which is like some fucking or their fingers are in your mouth excuse me oh my god (laughs) which is like so awkward at a dentist you started talking about like how you love your dentist and his hygienists and what is that fucking show where Hal from Malcolm in the Middle is a dentist and he's like a creepy fucking dentist ew oh my god I think it's like um we're talking about Brian Cranston, right? Yeah. It's a show? He, like, makes a little cameo. It's not a cameo. He, like, plays a character. I have no idea what you're talking about. he's a creepy dentist. It's like... I want to say it's Seinfeld, because that sounds so Seinfeld, but there's no... It's fucking- Seinfeld! It's Seinfeld! <laughs> <laughs> and Jerry is yes! in there just being like... Yes! That's such a Seinfeld fucking plotline. Love it. If I'm wrong, I'm going to be so bummed, but I'm pretty positive. I'm fucking Googling it right now. Jerry, like, wakes up in a daze and Brian Cranston is his fucking... Cranston. Freaky, polyamorous, um, predatory dentist because, you know. Yeah, he's the dentist. No, uh, what is that the episode Woo! of the dentist? Yeah, his name's Tim Watley who plays it, but that makes sense. Yeah, Tim Watley yeah. played by Brian Cranston. Oh right my enough. god. Maybe it was just like my subconscious telling me that what the answer was, <laughs> but I just want to go with like I know <laughs> That's so Seinfeld though, because it's such so... a Seinfeld Seinfeld plotline. I mean we're sitting here talking about literally nothing. <laughs> so yeah, nailed it. And how did we get here? <laughs> anyway, what else is new? We both binged all of Queer Eye Japan. Queer Eye Japan! Yeah. Very adorable. Very cute. I love how Super just... Hawaii. Yeah. <laughs> I just, like, love how, like, how they appreciate that they're, like, in a culture that they don't know, and they're, like, willing to learn and, like, willing to, mm-hmm. like, play part. But shout out Kiko. Bay. I don't dude. even know her last name. I, I just, love Kiko. I've been obsessed with her since like early days. Really? Of Tumblr. Oh my god! Yeah, she's like top top model. I just started she's following like her. She's like the Alexa Instagram. Chung of Japan. Really? Yes. Damn. Mm-hmm. I am an uncultured swine. Mm-hmm. I <laughs> I just started following her on Instagram today, and she's a fucking. I say babe and a half a lot, but I firmly believe she's a babe and a half. She's so fucking cute. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I love her. She's she's on the show for like probably uh, like ten minutes total yeah. on all four episodes, but I love her. She's mm-hmm. my favorite part. What did you say? Just talking about like the boy we're most attracted to. I think you were we were talking about like if you didn't know they were gay and like you were just like looking at them and attracted to them. Like oh, who would you be most sure. attracted to? We were talking from the get go. We were talking to Maddie. Yeah, about this. Yeah, because all of us are sitting like, there like oogling Anthony because because we're like we love Anthony, we love Jonathan Van Ness, like we love Tan. Like she's like I love Tan, he's my favorite. But you're like if he wasn't gay and you were just looking at all of them in a lineup, who would you like? She was Karamo. And we're like classic I Maddie. Just, I knew she would say that. <laughs> So I asked that because I was like, I want to confirm that I'm right. Because she's I'm, got a type. Tall, scrawny, white dudes. Like, oh yeah, Anthony is so hot, and I'm like, Maddie, be real. <laughs> she's got a type. Tall, <laughs> tall, scrawny, white dudes. Yeah. Or hot black dudes. I mean, 
beautiful. <laughs> I remember when we worked in that restaurant together, and any time like a gorgeous man of color walked in, Maddie would be the first one, just like dead. <laughs> yes, <laughs> straight up. Her and like the gay boys that we worked with. Anthony is like dead giveaway for us. He's like such our type. It hurts. Gaia sent me a picture today, and I don't know the actor's name. He, I know what he's in. He's in Death Day, or... I sent you a picture? No, I sent you a picture. Oh, yeah. You, you like, replied to my picture. No you replied to my picture. <laughs> it's Happy Death Day, and he's also into All the Boys. I've loved before or whatever. He plays oh. Josh, the, the, her next-door neighbor that was, like, dating her sister or whatever. That guy. Did not watch that movie. Yeah, you don't, like, know Centineo. <laughs> Yeah. But also, my type. So, like, it's hard to, like, distinguish the line. But I sent Gaia a picture of this guy. I was like, my new slub crush. And she's like, this literally looks like Anthony and your ex-boyfriend had a baby. And I was like... It does. At least I'm consistent. <laughs> I know. I know what it like. <laughs> yeah. It's funny how our types are, like, so similar. Yet there's this gray area where I'm just, like, hell it like, to the it like, it, like, goes hell off. Nah. It, like, goes off, like, like if you, like, like a trail of ants. Like, all of a sudden, it's, yeah. like, little tiny... You know what we both agree on, though? What? Oh, wait. Maybe it's too soon to bring up. No, bring it up. Nick Kroll. Nick Kroll! <laughs> I can't. No, it's not too soon to bring up. Yeah, who's doing it for us is Nick Kroll. Yeah, I mean, I have a different who's doing it for us, which we'll get to a little bit later. That's okay. Yeah. But we could just talk about how Nick Kroll is just, like, crushing his... His, like, press tour. Yeah, his, yeah, crushed it. I mean, maybe we're late on it. I feel like we're watching all these videos that came out, like, early October, which is fine. Possibly. Yeah. Yeah, I saw it on IGTV. (laughs) (laughs) Bougie. Uh, (laughs) Staying up with the times. Not. (laughs) But we, it's just something about Nick Kroll, and we watched a video today where he's like, what's your go-to snack? And he's like, salt and Vinny's. He's like, (laughs) salt and Vinny's, Sour Patch Kids. Uh, dark chocolate with sea salt. Oh my god. And he goes, neck attack. Which he was thoroughly stoned for that video. There was no way he wasn't. Yeah. And then they, there's a part where he's like talking about self-help. And he's like, I do therapy. I go to yoga. I practice gratitude. I do a Jeff Goldman impersonation. <laughs> which is just like, His everything voice. that he said, I was just like, alright, do you want to like hang out? Like, how do oh. I, how do we like yeah. hit, hit you in the DMs? Nick Kroll, like, low-key reminds me of my boyfriend in that interview. For sure. Yeah. Shout out Garrett. Shout out Garrett. We're here for you. Shout out last episode, too. Yeah. Well, you know, he's not the most psyched that this podcast is (laughs) all about us just talking about boys. He gives me shit about it all the time. It's like theoretical boys, though. We're not talking about boys we know. Yeah, for sure. But, like, I mean, like, if you had a hall pass, who's your hall pass? I already know the answer. I have two. Who? John Mayer's one. John Mayer... And Shia. I mean, Shia. Oh. And moving on. <laughs> Shia, Shia LaBeouf, LaBeouf could fucking get it. Shia LaBeouf. Garrett understands that one, though. Because he's loved Shia since even Stevens, who has it. So Shia LaBeouf is on his press tour for his new movie. I don't know what it's called. Honey but Boy. Honey Boy, that's right. Mm-hmm. Uh, Honey Boy, and he was on Ellen. It's like and semi-auto autobiographical it's like super autobiographical yeah it's about him and his dad's relationship while he was on even stevens like which was his first role right and the the interview with ellen starts out he's just like sitting there in like a fucking oversized sweater with like short like khaki shorts oh love him you're gagging no good okay (laughs) 
Like good dad. Like, like drag <laughs> dad. Um, but he talks about, he's just like, yeah, I just like didn't have a good relationship with my father and talks about all his daddy issues and like, we're kind of here for daddy issues. I think that's pre-menstrual or something because I literally teared up watching a Me? five minute interview <laughs> on Ellen DeGeneres. But then he gets like going into like, what's more like happier. And then they do that segment of, it's called like burning questions. <laughs> and she's just asking him a bunch of questions and he gets to the point where she's like, what's the craziest thing you ever heard about yourself? He's like, that I eat humans. And she's like, no, you haven't done that, right? And he's like, no, I like humans. I don't like spiders. And she's like, oh, but you wouldn't eat spiders. He's like, no, I eat a spider. <laughs> I mean, I would eat a spider too. Covered in like chalk. No, I fucking hate spiders. I think, have you ever eaten bugs before? I've never eaten a bug before. Never. No. Honestly, I feel like I've eaten like... I used to live in Boulder, and there was this, like, novelty candy store. I love her. Uh, I wish you guys could see Gaia's head, because, like, if you've ever been to Boulder or, like, talked Boulder. about Boulder, it's, like, it's like saying, like, L.A. It's, yeah, like, like, it's, like, the same thing. I used to live in L.A. It's, I used to live in, like, Calabasas. It's the same thing, and it's the same head motion. Just like, I used to live in Boulder. Yeah. Continue, sorry. <laughs> Obviously, I don't have any resentment for it at all. Um, but... Anyway, there was this novelty candy store that sold, like, ant lollipops and, like, grasshopper or, like, crickets or some shit. So I think I tasted them there back in the, like, early days of allowance when you go and just, like, blow your money. One candy? Yeah. (laughs) Once I bought a fucking $20 lollipop. Just so my friends and I could take, like, a MySpace picture of us all licking the same fucking lollipop that was, like, about the size of our heads. And then my I discovered space. drugs. Ba-dum. You know what I had on my MySpace video? Or on my MySpace page? Me and my friend Frankie at the time, 2008, Lil Wayne's, Lil Wayne Carter 3 just came out, Lollipop. We're 14 years old. Oh my old. god, Lollipop! Lollipop came out. We made a video dancing to it. I don't know where it's at now. But there's a it was on our MySpace page oh my of us God. dancing to Lollipop. So remind me to full show circle. you later my MySpace videos that me and my BFF Marty made. Bless. Yeah, they're like super not appropriate for the times that we live in. But you know, at the time no. we were so fucking funny. MacBook distortion in the photo booth. Oh, you had a MacBook. Must be nice. I didn't have <laughs> Just a MacBook. I didn't have a MacBook. <laughs> Yeah, because we were poor. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, my parents rented a house from, like, the 1900s. I had to trek it up to the subdivisions <laughs> to get on the next subdivision. <laughs> Listen, I lived in Aurora. <laughs> Same. Peace up, A-Town down. I always forget that. Bless. Okay. Anyway. S- something else that's, like, big on Twitter right now is the OK Boomer. Yeah. Which is... Indulge me. Which is hilarious because it's, okay, okay, Boomer is talking about the baby boomers, right? My friend Kelsey, I hope he listens to this, he has been quoting abducted from plain sight for like months. And he, for some reason, he distorted the name of the main character to Boomer somehow, some way. It's supposed to be like Daryl and he makes it Boomer. I don't know what the fuck the original name is. And all the time he walks around, he goes, there he is, Boomer! And like walks around and he sent me this picture and he's like, how did they know? And I was like, they're talking about baby boomers. He's like, like, but I've been saying that for months. 
It's like, you're just ahead of the time, bud. I think I'm behind the times on this whole boomer thing. Let me just read you one tweet that like resonates so deeply with all of our generations. Okay. Okay. This is from Rachel Syme. I don't know. She's verified, so... Must be legit. Must be nice. The re- And it says, the reason OK Boomer is such a great generational marker is it cleaves so neatly. Boomers hate it. Gen X will mock it. Millennials will enthusiastically use it to the point of exhausting it without actually inventing it. <laughs> we're millennials. And Gen Z has already moved on and thinks we're all noobs. Um, I'm going to claim Gen Z on this one. <laughs> Do uh- not! <laughs> I mean, first of all, boomer is just like an inherent name for a baby boomer. Okay, boomers. So maybe, I mean, true to form though. I was born in 93. I'm like tail end millennial. Mm -hmm. Just almost Gen Z, so. Okay, yeah. I mean, okay, boomer. Another tweet that I just need to share that like, this like only has 2,000 tweets or 2,000 favorites, only 112 retweets. So like no one's going to fucking see this, but it's by Tyler Chewy. Bless you. I resonate with this so hard and I'm going to tell the story. It says, I want to apologize to the girl that walked into my friend's bedroom last night to find me alone and faded off (laughs) eight white claws dancing the pyramids by Frank Ocean. Listen, this is targeted at a very specific amount of people who, I mean, a lot of people listen to channel orange, but like, is it part of you is the question. And when I was first getting into this album was 2013. I just turned 20. I recently, oh, it was 2014. I just turned 20. And Pyramids? I, yeah, Pyramids was on Channel Orange, which came out in 2012. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. think I was listening to that in real time. Yeah. Because I was like, that sounds late. But anyway, mm. on with... <laughs> On with your story. Anyway, just like like finally like know all the songs, getting into it. I just turned 20. We're having like a graduation party for like all of these guys I hung out with. And it's like my birthday party. And someone bought me a bottle of Makers. Is this right before you moved to Denver? This is like right, literally right before I moved yeah, to Denver. I moved to Denver. I 20-year-old McKinley. Like very, very freshly new. May 8th, I moved like May 15th to Denver. Damn. Yeah. Tourist season, baby. Yay! <laughs> Anyway, I'm like off a half a bottle of Makers at this point. Ugh. Ugh. I love so Makers. I have a bottle of Makers up. in my fucking... Fr- and, and I have a bottle of Makers in my kitchen right now. Dedicated. I'm like sitting there. I'm like sitting in a chair in someone's room drinking off the bottle of Makers listening to Forrest Gump by Frank Ocean. That is the most fucking <laughs> Midwest college thing I think I've ever heard. And my friend, my friend Chris walked in. I don't even talk to Chris anymore. I've... Wherever you are, I hope you're doing great. But he walks in, he's like, what's going on? I was like, you gotta listen to this song. <laughs> I mean, Pyramids is great. It's like an eight-minute symphony. I was talking about Forrest Gump, but Pyramids is also fucking you great. You were talking about Forrest Gump. <laughs> the whole album's amazing. Yeah. Those are my tweets of the week. I recently discovered Frankie Muniz's Twitter. Oh, he's been thirsting after Lizzo hard. Okay, so that's what brought me there. <laughs> I saw that. What was the tweet? Everyone, please hold. I'm going to look through my likes. Here's a tweet about Lizzo. I respect Lizzo. What? What's that tone? <laughs> I am not a huge fan of the music. I mean, like, anthems are anthems, and they have their place, and I like that. Like, I'll, I'll sing yeah. along to Lizzo. She's going to be remembered for a long time for oh, her for music, sure. which is I cool. I have respect for her as a person, yeah. but her music, like, meh, for me. Yeah, but what she stands for is awesome. Super yeah. unpopular opinion, but Lizzo makes music for people with eyelashes on their headlights. <laughs> uh, 
The shade. It's like a slug bug too. It's like a slug eyelashes on the The shade. I fucking love it. Anyway. Oh my god. At Big Tucson Dad says. <laughs> Remember like three weeks ago, Frankie Muniz publicly asked Lizzo to put him on a leash and we just moved on from that immediately. That's like what it, it was. wasn't anything out of the ordinary. And I was like what? I didn't hear about that. That's what I meant. Not First a purse, all, but a leash is what I meant. Yeah, he's like, will you put me on a leash? And someone Lizzo. drew a picture of it and put him on a leash. And he That's tweeted beautiful. it. So I was like, what is Frankie Muniz up to? And you go to his Twitter. Owner of Outrageous Olive Oil and Vinegar. You want to try it? <laughs> so he literally owns an olive oil and vinegar company. S- Salt and Vinny. Is that Nick Kroll's eating that vinegar? Nick Kroll, Frankie <laughs> Muniz, collab. Oh, God. Yeah, and now he's tweeting shit like, I love my wife, period. Hmm. Weird. Hmm. <laughs> me, though. Okay. So who's doing it for me? Who's doing it for you right now? I can go first. Yeah, go ahead. I think I already expressed mine. Yeah, I mean, it's, the whole <laughs> podcast is just that anyway. Uh, right now, looking back on a couple days ago, President Barack Obama gave his acceptance speech, or his winning victory speech, acceptance speech, his victory speech 11 years ago, a couple days ago. Isn't it the same thing? Acceptance, victory? <laughs> Daddy speech? I don't know. You Honestly, tell me. Honestly, I'll have to rewatch. I was so fucking young. I can't believe that was 10 we years ago. We were 14. Ago. Yeah. Yeah. Like like babies. Like not really understanding what's going on. Because I remember watching it and I rewatched it. And there's like people like, almost everybody's crying. I'm like getting goosebumps thinking about it. I was like, they should be. So it's like a huge moment. Is especially... this where they dance? Oh, I don't know. No. Michelle? Or is that at the inauguration a couple months later? It might be at the inauguration. I'm not sure. It could have been later in the speech, too, because it was, like, a whole, like, ordeal. It was, like, an hour-long thing. Because I remember Michelle and Brock, like, dancing, and Beyonce's, like, singing live. I, that had to be the inauguration. Because the speech was, like, like, this. the speech was, like, fairly short. It was, like, maybe ten minutes long. And then mm-hmm. they do, like, they bring he brings out his family, and then they do, like, a whole other, like, thing. Oh, my God. I bet Sasha and Malia were, like... And they're little babies. I know they're questioning it. Anyway, Barack Obama. I posted a picture on my Instagram, like, right before Barack Obama left office. And he's wearing this shirt. What does it say? It says, the American dream on it. Oh, yeah, classic. Come on. It's like a young college. No, not college. He's married. A young Barack Obama. Picture definitely taken by, like, uh, old homie. The yeah. homie took that picture. Yeah. You know what's funny is I always am like, Barack Obama, the most humble president, but there's no such thing as a humble president. Oh, yeah. He was doing some shady shit, too, for sure. As they well, all know. no. I don't... We don't have to talk about all that. Yeah. But you see this picture. You all know the picture. He's, like, motioning at his chest, like, I'm that bitch. He is the American dream. <laughs> Yeah, and I'm like, oh, yeah, that's how he became president. Just, like, how he talks. Oh, my God. He had to, like, I mean, I've seen the movie off of, it's called, like, The First Date or whatever, and it's, like, Michelle and Brock's first date, and, like, he didn't immediately sweep her on her, like, she's older, she's, like, more distinguished in her career, and, like, he didn't immediately sweep her on her feet, like, she was, like, a challenge, which is why I think ultimately they like he had like a thing for her because you know he had fucking lady swooning oh no yeah. fucking way they, he didn't yeah for real they're like 
you're from Hawaii and you're studying law and you talk like that and you look like that, <laughs> I mean, please, we'd all be all over him. And that's before he even saying anything. That's just like what he looks like. And then all of a sudden he opens his mouth and he's like, yeah, around his fucking finger. Mm. So, I mean, that's obviously someone that's always been doing it for me, but yeah, you just had to bring it back. I saw on Twitter and I was like, damn. Yeah. I've already expressed my who's doing it for me. And I just, um, love Shia LaBeouf so He's been doing it. I but, mean, not even Steven's version, maybe, but... I mean, the first step is humor. That's he, like, true. He showed showed us that he had a sense of humor, and then he started... Oh, my God. Have you seen American Honey? No. Oh, my God, McKinley. You have to watch American Honey. I've never seen it. Oh, uh, I'm pretty sure it's still on Netflix. He plays this, like... Kind of creepy, trashy, manipulative kid. I don't know. He was also in Disturbia, though, that scary movie. Disturbia was the first time where I was like, whoa. Whoa. He's all grown up. Like, the summer between, like, 8th and ninth grade, I remember Well, it's, like, right before he did Transformers, too. So it's, like... Yeah. It's, like, our first look at Shia LaBeouf as, like, not a kid. Yeah. You have to be pretty fucking hot to, like, stand next to Megan Fox and still shine. And Megan Fox is pretty fucking hot. I mean, obviously. She, like, annoys me. She's so hot. Yeah. I mean, like, I don't even know that she's attractive because it's just, like, a give a gimme. Yeah. You know? It's like, yeah, obviously. <laughs> so maybe that's why I just glazed over Megan Fox and was, like, all about Shia LaBeouf. Ugh, Disturbia, I'm gonna have to rewatch that. And you have to watch American Honey. I will watch American Honey. Mm. Will do. So good. Okay, but for real though. But for real though. We're gonna take it down a notch. <laughs> but bring it back up. We're, yeah. we're gonna talk about daylight savings times happened. Mm. And it got darker. And not only did it get darker, hopefully everyone listening is just like around the same age as us. We're 25 we're kind of in this weird movement in life and you, you kind of get like these self-realization, like these big, big self-realization moments and with that comes anxiety and depression. And I mean, I've suffered from anxiety for a lot of my life, but more importantly for the past like couple of years and I'm on medication for it and I had to go back to my doctor last week because it got worse and I had to up my medication. There's nothing wrong with that. And I've been depressed the past couple days. Literally yesterday, I sat in bed with my cats until I had to, from like when I woke up till I had to go to work at four. Like just in bed all day. Damn. Which happens. That's how you know you're depressed though. It's hard to do that as an adult. Because you're like, huh. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to do it as an adult for real. Because like I, normally I'm a person that where I wake up and I have like, I have a bunch of shit to do. Obviously I'm like in school, I'm working, we have these podcasts and there's a lot to do. Yeah. And like, it, it, you know what's happening. Like I could, fe- I could feel it. I was just like sitting there. I was like, oh, I'm depressed right now. But that's also a lot, a large in part because my therapist has been on leave for two months and she's going to be on leave for another month. Um, and I usually go to her twice a month mm-hmm. and I didn't realize she like told me she was going to go and leave and I was like, Oh, I'll be fine. I'll be fine. And then I, I feel like that's what like all my anxiety is built up to because I don't know how to deal with my anxiety and I deal with it by talking to my therapist. Yeah. And I've been like, I've had these like big moments in like the past couple months where I've like not compartment, not 
compartmentalize. There we go. That word. I I'm, I'm good at it. I know it well. I haven't been doing that well. <laughs> yeah. So here I am. And it's yeah. okay to feel like this. You've been going through it too this week. Oh, for sure. Um, I pay a pretty penny for my fucking manicure and I <laughs> chewed it all off. Shout all, out, Angela. All ten fingers are not only short, but I literally ripped the gel and an extension off of my nails just with my teeth. And yeah, I'm fucking anxious right now. Yeah. Um, unlike you, I don't stay up on my mental health. It's important. I feel like with, like, with my type of anxiety, because all anxiety is different. Like, my roommate, Maddie, who we've talked about, she has anxiety, and her anxiety is different from mine. So, my anxiety is, like, this ever-present buzz. She she panics. Yes. She has, like, panic attacks, and I'm, like, always, like, on the verge of a panic attack. Not always, but, like, this past week I have been. Mm Mm-hmm. And I deal with it, like, I get to the point of my anxiety where, like, like, I can't keep it in. Like, I have to talk about it. I have to say something. I have to do something. other Because I can't stand the feeling. It's, like, the worst I feeling. I mean, I can sense your anxiety. I just know that, you know, I, I don't really know what to do about it. It's hard. So I just kind of ignore it because. Mm-hmm. That's okay. <laughs> what else am I going to do it's for exactly you? It's exactly it. It's exactly it. You know, I'm like, McKinley, you're well, anxious right now. And you're just going to be like, yeah, get the fuck out. No, the <laughs> only, the only. The thing about me, though, and I'll tell you this now because I don't think we've actually talked about this, is, like, mm-hmm. if my, if I'm feeling overly anxious, I will say something because there's no way I can't say something. Yeah. So if I need something or something's happening or if I'm about to have a panic attack, I'll fucking say it. I feel like I am usually present for, like, the buildup where yeah. you're just, like, you come off as really controlling. Mm-hmm. Because I am. Taurus power. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm just, like, I'm going to give her her space. Uh-huh. I'm going to leave when I'm supposed to leave. Like, I just try and, like, keep it as normal as possible. Because I know that you're going to get yep. controlling. And I know that if I bring it up, because we're both so headstrong, I'm just, like, I don't fucking want to fight with you. No, yeah. Yeah. And, well, but for real, though. But for real. <laughs> so real. But for <laughs> real, though, have friends like these that we are for each other. I'm going to quote Karamo real quick and say, take an inventory on the people in your life. Mm. Some of your day ones have been hating since day two. Season four, episode one, Karamo. That is so fucking... It's that is true. Like the best way to explain why you and I are such good friends. Absolutely. And, and I've it's never like, explained it that way before, but it's so true because, you know, I have a lot of people in my life who... I make art and I went to art school and it's like... And you did competitive volleyball like Mm -hmm. most of your life Mm -hmm. so when you have friends in that arena like when you have friends in your like intertwined with your passions it can be really great but a lot of that time like those friends really aren't treating you it's competitive like a friend yeah you know and like competition really weighs on me because like I have a competitive side but I I think it's unattractive I don't like it um that's always been like something that distances me from some of my other friends. And whenever I explain how I'm friends with you, I'm just like, it's easy Mm -hmm. to be your friend. Like, we're pretty different. I wouldn't have said we, like, would have been friends (laughs) if we we, didn't work together and, like, have other mutual friends. But, Mm -hmm. you know, six years later... Four years. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Good enough for me. 
I mean, like a few years. Yeah. I'm just like, yeah, you're still here and you're still supporting me. And, Absolutely. You know. Gotta get get you friends like yeah. Gaia, like Bubs, like yeah. Maddie. Everyone it, needs a Kinley. That's the Everyone facts. needs a Gaia. That was a no huge... No one's ever said that to me before. <laughs> what a big butt for real, though. That's huge. Take, I mean, take care of your mental health. Episode three, it's time. It's time to get real. And on that note, I want to introduce a new segment called Bird Problems. <laughs> Um, if you have anything that you want to ask us about or talk to us about, any funny anecdotes, if you just want to relate to us about our crushes and obsessions. Agree, probably most likely disagree. Yeah. <laughs> Feel free to contact us. We don't have like much of a platform set up yet, but it's in the works. So, so maybe we won't have anything to talk about in bird problems for a while, but hopefully eventually. Yeah. I just felt it appropriate to like. Absolutely introduce it yeah thanks for listening this is for the birds <laughs> <laughs>